It is 5.34. This is local and regional news on KDNK. I'm Haddison Rinsbury. Garfield County has announced that the petition regarding Tony May, a director for the Garfield RE2 School District's Board of Education, is considered to be sufficient by County Clerk and Recorder Jackie Harmon. Over 400 more signatures than the required amount were submitted on the recall petition. A recall election will have to wait until 60 days after the presidential primary election on March 5th, so the earliest that would happen would be in May of this year. Once all state statutes are fulfilled, the election will be held if May does not formally resign prior to the announcement of an election date. State lawmakers are considering a bill that would create a new set of rules for eating disorder treatment and recovery facilities. The rules would guarantee a patient's right to privacy in exam rooms and bathrooms and would restrict the use of physical restraints and feeding tubes. Aaron Harrop is an advocate who went through treatment for disordered eating and is in recovery. They say treatment can be traumatizing. Patients often feel dehumanized, coerced, overpowered, and degraded. For patients with trauma histories, which is most of us, this can trigger nightmares, self-harm, and lead us to avoid seeking help. The rules would also require facilities to accommodate patients' sexual orientation, gender identity, religion, and dietary restrictions. The bill's approval by a legislative committee on Wednesday comes during National Eating Disorder Awareness Week. This week, Colorado Parks and Wildlife released the update for their map displaying where Colorado's wolves have traveled in the past month. Pack movements have stayed primarily within Rutt, Jackson, and Grand Counties. The animals traveled slightly further along through the watersheds into Moffat and Rio Blanco counties and backed up a bit from Eagle County compared to last month. The map and a collection of wolf information is available to view on the Colorado Parks and Wildlife website. The next update will arrive on the week of March 27th. Colorado lawmakers are considering ways to address a projected $24 million funding shortfall in the Healthy School Meals for All program and grants to help districts purchase food from local farmers and ranchers could be at risk. For KDNK, Eric Galatis has more. Mesa County School District Nutrition Services Director Dan Sharp says serving fresh, locally sourced foods as opposed to highly processed foods shipped cross-country gives kids the fuel they need to succeed in the classroom and beyond. There's evidence-based research that the more locally sourced our food supply is, whether we get it at the grocery store through our school meal programs, is a higher quality and better nutritious product for our students. A new survey sponsored by Hunger Free Colorado and Mazan found that 70% of Republicans, 79% of Independents, and 91% of Democrats view the school meal program approved by voters in 2022 as favorable. The program's success may be one reason for the budget gap. Participation in school breakfast has grown by 35 percent across Colorado and lunch participation is up 31 percent. Colorado's share of the program's cost, which also receives USDA funding, was meant to be paid for by Coloradans who earn $300,000 or more per year, but it's not clear if that money is actually being collected. Nearly three of four Colorado voters surveyed want lawmakers to ensure full funding for healthy school meals for all. Sharp believes that investment will also benefit rural economies. For the Joint Budget Committee to affirm the grant funding for the local food programming next year will have a direct economic impact on our local ranchers and producers in the state of Colorado. He says local farmers and ranchers need reliable, heavy volume buyers like school districts to make the economics work. Sharp points to one rancher he's working with to supply beef for a meatloaf recipe he hopes to offer next school year.
For that rancher that I just spoke to, it's a big deal. It saves them those transit costs, and it's the pride of their product. They want their local beef to be in their schools for their grandkids or for their kids and for the families in that community. For KDNK, I'm Eric Galatis. Many tribes are investing in clean energy alternatives, and dozens of tribal representatives are participating in a clean energy summit in Southern California this week. Yvette Fernandez reports for the Mountain West News Bureau. Attendees heard from presenters like Wailea Johns, a member of the Navajo Nation and director of the Department of Energy's Office of Indian Energy. She says investing in alternative energy is helping tribes supercharge their economy. But the decisions we make while we're in this leadership space can have huge impact in our communities and for our world. We organize this summit to make big things happen. Sherry Parker, chairperson of the Wallapai Indian Tribe, says finding the appropriate balance between progress and protecting the earth is critical. But I believe that we as, a, as tribal leaders, as tribal people, can work together to be progressive without destroying. The Department of Energy announced the allocation of $200 million for 17 alternative energy projects, most of which are on tribal lands. For the Mountain West News Bureau, I'm Yvette Fernandez. An unusual water auction took place recently in northern Colorado for the first time in five years, and the public got to watch. The water rights came from a recently sold farm in Longmont, and as Rocky Mountain Community Radio's Maeve Conran reports, prices were unusually low, despite water being a diminishing resource in the West. A crowd packed a barn at the Boulder County Fairgrounds earlier this month. It was a mix of farmers, ranchers, developers, and local government representatives. They were there to buy water from the Colorado Big Thompson Project, or CBT, as it's also called. This is water that originates at the headwaters of the Colorado River, high in the Rocky Mountains. It's then piped east across the Continental Divide to quench the thirst of cities and farms in northeastern Colorado. All eyes were fixed on Scott Schumann, the auctioneer holding court at the front of the room. Today we offered 90 units of Colorado Big Thompson, 90 water units. So it's basically an acre foot of water is what each one of the certificates represent. One acre foot is equal to the amount of water it takes to cover an acre of land one foot deep. And winners get access to that amount of water annually. But to be eligible for the water rights... The 42 registered bidders here today had to be approved ahead of time by the Northern Water District. Schumann says this stops any type of stockpiling or speculation around water prices. You can't just come in and invest in water. You have to have a use for it. 465, I'm going to be 465. We'll post the bid $46,000. That's $46,000 per unit. And that's what many of the units were going for. It might seem like a lot, but... Honestly, if you went back and looked at that auction sale five years ago, those prices were actually higher. That's Jeff Stela, a spokesperson for Northern Water. He says prices of Big Thompson Water can fluctuate for a variety of reasons, including the fact that new reservoirs under construction are making many water users less reliant on the supplemental water supply that these shares offer. 
And so some of the larger communities are looking at that as a future water solution. In recent years, Colorado Big Thompson water shares have fetched more than $70,000 per unit. That's close to the price that the auction's first bidder paid. John Staley was first out of the gate and secured a unit of water for $72,000. It actually was my first water auction. Staley is the executive director of the Colorado Future Farmers of America Foundation. He bought the water for use on the FFA's farm in Berthoud that provides educational programming for youth in agriculture. And around uh, northern Colorado, every time there is development, it creates a, uh, a problem of getting more water down the ditch. Growing demand for water paired with drier conditions means farmers can't always rely on current water supplies. So we bought this water as an augmentation for um, the future delivery of our water. In fact, all the bidders at the auction were buying water shares to supplement their existing water supplies. That's because water rights from the Big Thompson Project can only be purchased by those who have an existing water supply. They can never be the primary source of water, says Northern Water's Jeff Stela. It's basically adding to the supply that you already have available through your irrigation company or your irrigation water rights. In addition to those interested in securing a water share, some were there as observers, keen to see how much the water shares would ultimately go for. Laura Emerson is the Secretary-Treasurer of the Water Association of the Rockies, a small organisation of landowners along the Big Thompson River. They lease Colorado Big Thompson units from Riverside Irrigation. And our lease is a 30-year lease and it adjusts every five years based on the average selling price of CBT units like we saw today. And so we keep track of what they'll sell for so then we can compare. When they say, well, this is how much your lease is going up, then we can say, well, okay, yeah, we agree that that's how much it should. The whole process wraps up within the hour, with all 90 shares of water sold to six farmers, four dairies, two developers and two municipalities. The total cost? More than $4.7 million. For Rocky Mountain Community Radio, I'm Maeve Conran. That story was shared with us via Rocky Mountain Community Radio, a network of public media stations in Colorado, Wyoming, Utah, and New Mexico, including KDNK. This is KDNK News.